You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Stay at Whole Foods Market. Well, Kyoto, good morning. Welcome along to the Rugby Pass podcast. It may not be morning wherever you are, but it's morning here, Millsy. But only just Mills Molina, Scotty Stevenson, producer Alice, in with you for this podcast today as we look ahead to the All Blacks taking on uh, Argentina. Yeah. And the Springboks hosting the Wallabies, uh, plus a minor 10 cup chat. The Ramford Shields up for grabs again this weekend, Millsy. Um, you're torn. We're going to get through that. You're, you're a little torn. I can see you're torn. Why, why am I torn? Waikato, Southland. I was back in Auckland this year. <laughs> and I know that you purposely put, nah, the, put, this, put this off to the end of the week because... You wanted us to forget that, didn't you? You wanted us to forget I, the fact that I was back in Auckland this year. Okay, granted, granted, this podcast is a bit late this week, but that's okay. It's still going to happen. And on the line, you might be able to hear the heavy breathing because yeah. he is a heavy breather. Out of Fox Sport Australia, <laughs> Sean Maloney. He's still got a sense of humour about him. How do you have a sense of humour after the Rabina massacre, the Rabina you debacle? Just, you just find a way, man, don't you? When times are tough, you just got to laugh because... It doesn't get much worse than it did a couple of weeks back at uh, the Goldie. It was a nightmare, and it's just everything that could have gone wrong did. Small crowd, ordinary game, and then the result mm. went the wrong way as well. So when you're talking trifectas of doom, we landed it in style. Curly Beal's been given the run again this week, Sean Maloney. Uh, I'm going to ask you point blank. Is Curly Beal the answer at first five for the Wallabies? I don't like saying it. That's why I've no, I don't like him as a fly half. I think he's obviously a, a tremendous rugby player. He needs to be in the starting side somewhere, but I just don't think it's working at the moment. I don't think the guys outside know what's cracking, and we've seen it previously. You know, I went back to 2014, guys, when KB started at 10 against the All Blacks in City in the wet, and it's just it's just one area of his, his game in terms of organising the guys around him that just, just falls through a little bit. So... Uh, yes, to a starting slot, obviously, but just not with a number 10 on his back. Taniella Tupo gets the starting job this week, mate, after uh, I was reading Jim Tucker in the Courier-Mail saying he turned up, three scrums, demolished the uh, the proxy starting uh, pack and uh, checks put the 22-year-old in the mixer. I found this an interesting selection, to be honest, fellas, because a week or two weeks previous, Czech was saying that they weren't going to rush him into the starting team. They take their time around giving him a, uh, a run on jersey and then the, the tune changes. 
you know, 10 days later. So I just found that an interesting selection. I mean, you can never have too much Thor in your life. Um, of any variety, really, the Tongan variety or the Chris Hemsworth type. But uh, I just don't know why they've changed their tune. Shawnee, uh, like you, I suppose, I was a little bit optimistic about how the Australians will go uh, this championship. What? When you were calling Argentina to beat them last week. Yeah, last week. Well, this is about the beginning of the season. I thought, you know, they've gone into camp nice and early. All the, this good stuff was coming out. They've prepared well for that Sydney test. And then they got an absolute bollocking. But how have you found, I mean, for, for me, looking at their sort of leaders in terms, especially uh, Pocock and, and Hooper, how have you seen that combination work? Because to, to me, like, Hooper just, just seems out of sorts. He's not, he's just lost a bit of form. Is, this, is the captaincy weighing on his shoulders too much? It just sort of seems like he's, he's out of place in some way. Mills, back to your first point around the lead-up to that first letters, though. You're so spot on with that. So I was in camp with the guys on the Wednesday before they took on the ABs, and there was just a really good vibe around the team. They weren't cocky, but I'd been in that same position in years previous. Uh, and they, it was just a different feel to them, a positive mm. feel. And then that was obviously eviscerated inside mm. 80 minutes at Stadium Australia. Uh, so it, it's been an interesting uh, journey over the rugby championship. And then back to Hoops and, and Pauly, I just don't, I don't know, guys. I just like seeing guys play where they play, if you know what I mean. I yeah. mean, if, if you're a seven, you play seven. If you're an eight, you play eight. I like the way that Samu win at eight. Um, mm. I just, I'm just not sold on the whole thing. Yeah, I, the, I said last night on on the telly show, Shawnee, and and I'm, I mean, the the frustrating thing for me is I'm sure it is for you, and you're so much closer to Australian rugby than I am. But you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, so you know where I stand in terms that I want Australian rugby to improve. Mm-hmm. I I am not seeing a scintilla of evidence that this team has improved at all uh, under Michael Checker, and I know that he's been backed by the board of Rugby Australia. I know that he's obviously got player support, but I can't see the dynamic changing here for the Wallabies. I just, I don't see it, mate. And I'm an eternal optimist, as you know, Sean. You are. You are, and so am I. So it makes it really tough. Uh, You know what, guys? I'll be honest with you. It makes it tough to get up sometimes to to put your rugby hat on because everyone's so eager and keen to kick it. And to be fair, they've, got a point in some regards. So I just think there needs to be a bit of a shift uh, in terms of some of the people that are around um, around Czech, if you know what I mean, Scotty. Like, it's there needs to be some form of change because if, if we don't adjust, it's just we're just going to keep getting the same results. And that that's not just around the Wallabies setup. I think in broader terms, that's around Australian rugby as a whole. And that's what... I find particularly frustrating that we all kind of recognise that there are some dramas there, but no one seems to be keen just to, and as I put it last week, take the script, flip it, burn, mm. burn it to ashes, scatter them, and then let's come together and go again. Yeah. I'd happily sip a whiskey at the wake, that's for sure. Yeah, I know you would, and so would Mills most probably, because you know what, I bet it hurts a little bit um, for ex-internationals who, who watch... Um, he's going see this is what happens this is what happens things have got got so tough for Sean Maloney that he's fading he's fading off the phone he's gone oh you're back back. I thought you're going through a dark place there Sean Maloney you're going through a very dark place 
literally and figuratively. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think there needs to be a little bit of a change there. Like, it's just... see, see, that's how dark. That's how dark. Maybe you just need some help in terms of uh, support staff or someone to lean on. Shawnee, what they need is you in there as the hype guy every day. Hard out. But, but with better phone reception. We're going to leave it to you, Sean. We, uh, we love you. We love Australian rugby. And we're giving the Wallabies a 1.5% chance this week against the box. I'll take that 1.5. I'll take it all day, every day. Good on you, Sean. Love your work. Sean Maloney out of Fox Sport Australia. And, um, you know, Shawnee is so passionate about yeah. the game. As are, as are his colleagues, guys like Andrew Swain, Drew Mitchell, Steve Hoyles, uh, you know, all the guys who work there, Rod for Greg Martin, all of these guys are really passionate about Australian rugby. But the, we, we spoke about it last night on Team Talk, Nils, and, and, you know, the thing for me, the thing that pains me is there's no shortage of athletic ability in that country. Ah. But you put 15 blokes on a footy field and they do not look organised at the moment. They do look, look nowhere near a test match force that they should be. And even with guys like Israel Folau doing exceptional things and players like Reese Hojua, I actually believe is a very good yeah, player and good. could be a great test player. Even with guys like Ned Hannigan who have the work rate, Pocock, who's inimitable in what he does. Mm. Hooper, who we know has got talent. There's just something that doesn't work. There is something not working for the Wallabies in this current environment because I can't see that improvement. If you were seeing it week in, week yeah. out, even if they were losing games by a couple of points. They got hammered by the All Blacks. Mm. I mean, hammered. Mm. Weren't even in the conversation. And I know they should have probably won the game against Argentina, but the fact is they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they should have. Yeah. And the crowd was poor. And, and so this is just now an ever-decreasing circle and a descent into what? I'm, I'm just not sure. But they need to get out of it somehow. And it is going to require, I think, some really visionary leadership in Rugby Australia to say... This is not working. Mm. This is not working because the shop window at the moment looks pretty barren. Well, where do they start, though? I mean, that's the thing. It does need uh, someone to stand up and have a big vision. They haven't got much time. No. Okay, they go, let's just say what Shawnee's mentioned, you know, they, you throw everything away, burn it up, you know, whatever, do whatever. You'll sip a whiskey, I'll do, I'll do the same. But the thing is, they've got this tournament, which they can basically throw away, okay? If they go over there and win in, in South Africa, which I, I believe they won't do, Oh, then it's a miracle, you know. Then they then they got the NDA tour, which they they absolutely struggle on a, a lot, you know, over the number mm. of years. Mm. And so, how do you build that? Then all of a sudden, they go to a little break, Super Rugby, and then you're into the big stuff. Yeah. Like, so, so That's are, right. are a they in a truncated, a truncated rugby championship next year before yeah, the World I Cup? Mean, so, what are you saying? Okay, how are we building for this next World Cup? Or are we just going to throw that away and just see how we get on and sort of hope that we, we, we do tip up a team and, you know, um, all of a sudden, you know, rely yep. on sort of momentum. Yep. You yep. can't do that. No, and that's right. Look, I look at the Beal argument for starters. Beal is a 12 to me. He is an out-and-out yeah. second 5'8". I mean, there's a reason. Beal at 12 can organise everyone because he's got time to organise people. Yep. Beal at 10 looks ragged. Now, the other thing for me is, you know, we've got a, a different problem going on with the All Blacks at the moment between <laughs> Barrett, McKenzie and Mwanga. But there's a clear pathway there. Mm. Michael Checker's answer to the first five dilemma is to just keep switching in Kirtley Beale and switching out Bernard Foley. Yeah. How's Bernard Foley's confidence levels right now? Yeah. Rock bottom? Big time. And Kirtley Beale's now sitting there going, well, I wasn't that flash last time, and yeah. now I've got an even bigger challenge on my hands uh, at, at Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. So... <laughs> 
look, I don't know. You, just to me, there just doesn't seem to be any succession planning. You're relying on the same names week in, week out. And when you don't want to rely on that guy, you drop him. So you ruin his confidence mm. and replace him with another guy who's been around the team for 10 years. I mean, so who's the next guy? Yeah. Uh, Where, where's the next superstar fly half in Australian rugby? Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you talk about, you know, guys coming in and their, and their confidence. It's not as if, I mean, sometimes you can hide, you know, um, guys losing form because they're, they're, they're not growing confidence. You know, you can put some guy out in the centre and when another guy comes in, you know, if they don't play very well. At 10, it's such a pivotal role. And, totally and you're do. right. Beal is an exceptional player, but at 10, he just, you know, he does some really nice things and it's almost like he's becoming impatient and wants to sort of, you know, um, do something um, extraordinary. Then doesn't come off and then all of a sudden they're, they're backpedaling. But yeah. I think the where it shows the most is, you know, they're just... It just sort of seems like their vision is on a weekly basis. And yet when they won against the South Africans, it was kind of just like pure relief. Yes, here we go. Finally, we're on our way. Finally, we're on our way. Things are going to start to happen. The following week, they lose to Argentina. Now they're you know, almost sort of you know, behind where they were before leading into that South African game. Okay, so now they've got another massive mountain to climb. It just kind of seems like there's no succession plan. There's no sort of vision to say, well, this is where we want to get to. And you're right. They, if, if they have progressed, they wouldn't be getting hidings like they were, no. like, like they are against against the All Blacks. That gap would be much closer, and it's just not. So, so there was a rare wailing and gnashing of teeth after the All Blacks were defeated by the Springboks, but you couldn't look at the All Blacks and say, "All right, everything's been derailed. No. Everything <laughs> needs a change." No. It, look, you know, this is a blip for the All Blacks, and and something they will, I'm sure, they will learn from. We'll get round to their game in just a moment's time, but. I think that's a really salient point you make. It's a week-to-week proposition for Australian rugby against what has been a four-year plan, five, six, seven, twelve-year plan for the All Blacks. That may be a good thing come Rugby World Cup then. Just <laughs> week to week, <laughs> hope, hope for seven weeks of good stuff. It might be. It might be. Moving on to the All Blacks taking on Argentina, and, and both teams have been announced, and, and we'll focus mainly on the All Blacks here. But um, they had to play Bowden Barrett again, didn't they? Yep. They had to. Yeah, they they definitely had to. Uh, I think. Well, he has. He's he's shown that he is what he can do. Yes, an odd night, but there'll be reasons um, behind that, and from a personal point of view, and also a, a collective team um, point of view. But the thing is, yeah, they need to start him again, get the ship rolling again. Um, I, I just found him in that perhaps that week off perhaps, may have hurt him a little bit. I mean, even the little wee things like, like kickoffs, he wasn't quite getting them on the mark. Some of his kicks. Uh, weren't qu- quite right. So, uh, I mean, looking back at it, he, he is a um, is a great player, the great player he is. He'll look back at that and say perhaps that week off didn't quite suit him. Are, are we at a point now where perhaps uh, we're treating players uh, more interchangeable than is necessary? <laughs> yeah. you, you know, like, I don't have to go back far. When, when Bowden Barrett, if he was your top guy, he would start every game. Mm. He would start every game. Um, and I know these guys are trying to build that depth, and, and we've discussed that on the pod before in terms of minutes played and, and how they use their substitutions um, with a lot more confidence than some teams do. But, you, you know, you just... I know you've got to give Richie Mwanga game time, but surely you want Barrett to be firing week in, week out. Your top dog, your number one, numero uno, the numero, general pattern. Numero uno. Yeah, but the, unfortunately, the way, you know, the... Um, Test rugby is at the moment. Guys just can't stay at that level, and mm. so you know for 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 consecutive sort of games. So you, you've got to switch in and out, and at the same time you are building depth. I mean, imagine a Moonga. You know, he, he he could possibly sit there for years and not get a um 
a, a game, and, and I just can't see Barrett sustaining it for that for that whole time. So, I think the, the nature of the way Test Test match rugby is gone, and the amount of games that do play, um, it kind of needs to happen. TJ Perinara playing his fiftieth Test can barely believe that, um, and he gets to start. This is a great call, I think, from the All Black coaches. Steve Hansen said yep. that you know, look, he's playing good enough to have that nine jersey anyway, mm. uh, but but he. You know that's that's a gesture to him to say on your fiftieth you can wear that starting jersey, and you know he he made the point of saying maybe that's a little sentimental. I like that. Yeah, there is room for sentimentality in professional sport. You know, I I think sometimes we get very robotic in the way we look at professional sport, but you know those moments for players yeah. become extra special, and they can be the clarion call for a team to say we're not going to go let TJ down on this milestone game. In the same way, you'd never want to let anyone down in a milestone game in an all-black jersey, right? Oh, so yeah, I, I'm all for this. And TJ is playing good footy at the yeah. moment. He yeah. really is. Yeah, and I think that's, um, I mean, he, um, Steve said it last night. I mean, that, that's the that's the one point. He does deserve to be out there, and, and he's good enough to, to start. Yes, sentimental. We wouldn't have that in my day. Even like your 50. I mean, some there's some old, you know, bucks out there. And it's a, it's a great moment for him to be able to reflect on later. And I've harped mm. on, on, on it about it before, but... Now, even little things, but to be able to run out and on your 50. Richie wouldn't let you run out with the, with the ball on your 50. You had to make a certain amount. And obviously, a hundred, so there was only seven of us. So, hey. <laughs> but, you know, looking back at that, I mean, it's just nice to be able to reflect on your career and say, man, I led the All Blacks out on my 50th. When I look at that jersey and I, and I, and I um, you know, when I'm sitting in my wheelchair or whatever and I see my 50th jersey, it's got a number nine on the back of it. Mm. You know, so I, I like the way Steve's gone about it. But, yes, it just comes back to the fact and as he's um, reiterated, he deserves to be out there, and he's playing good enough to start. Sam Whitelock was the on-field captain at the end of that game against South Africa and Wellington. Kieran Reid had left the field, um, and Kieran Reid's not travelling this week. Fingers crossed that he travels next week. <laughs> um, but <laughs> according to uh, reports, Sam Whitelock's had some advice from a lot of people during the week about kicking a drop goal. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing I want to see in this game. And this this would be the greatest moment of of the All Blacks all year if this happened. First first scoring player of the game, first scoring player of the game. That would be awesome. Bowden Barrett kicks a drop goal. That would be awesome. Imagine that, that. Can can I just say, just for shits and giggles, that would be funny. <laughs> that's the big bird, right? Look that's that's exactly it. See, we oh, can do this. Yeah. I would love to see it. it. It'll never happen in a million years, will it? But surely. <laughs> I mean, oh. I would be off the couch and I would be applauding that move. Yeah. It's like, yes, there it is. I'm with you on that. It's I'm a sense of humour play. It is. So Whitelock's got a bit of pressure on his shoulders now because uh, he obviously only has to assume the captaincy again as he did through June. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, but the All Blacks have got a wider issue now. Um, here's hoping Kieran Reid's okay because they need this skipper. Yeah, I, I to be totally honest, I'm not, I'm not sure why he hasn't travelled. Um, well, I think he got a bit dinged up in that South African game, and and they, you know, the guys came did come out and say, look, it's a long way to go to Argentina, and then on to South so Africa, yeah. and you're in an airplane seat, so give the guy a bit of a bit of a breather. Um, but I, I mean, I hope it doesn't signify anything more serious for Kieran Reid, mm. because the thing is about Kieran Reid. Uh, I actually thought he was starting to play oh, some quintessential Kieran Reid footy, you know, like and and under absolutely underrated mm. when he came back over this rugby championship. No one's really mentioned what Kieran Reid was doing in the game. He was massive, defensively huge, and doing all of those little Kieran Reid things that we've become accustomed oh, to. Oh, that, that Crusaders when he was we came came oh, back. Oh man, he, he just like smashed people to bits, and and he is. He's he's coming into some great form, but. Yeah, I suppose we're not privy to what's sort of going on in, in the environment in terms of, you know, how they're managing guys. You know, Rito may have been banged up a bit, and, and you're right, you know, they, they sort of factor all that. The luxury they have got is they've got they've, they've built all that depth. And they, so mm. when you're leaving your skipper at home, um, and when your skipper's not even been talked about, even though he's playing some right. great rugby, yep. isn't that, doesn't it say a lot about all black rugby? Yeah, well, it does, actually. And and I think that's that's the crucial distinction between this team and others at the moment. It's... It's the guys who we're not talking about who are still just getting out there and doing a job because the expectation is that's exactly what they're going to do. You remember that. And the All Blacks have had a challenging time through this rugby championship. Brady Retallick going missing has been big. So that makes Scott Barrett's job tomorrow, yeah. to me, this weekend, really simple. He has got to be an absolute murderer out <laughs> there. I mean, and he's capable of it. Yeah. When when someone gets up, Scott, and says, "Mate, you got to go and prove yourself," as they did with the Crusaders this year, he does. He yeah. fires up. Yeah, man. And and I think he needs to go out there because they haven't taken Luke Romano, and I feel for Luke Romano because he's playing mighty ten cover at the moment. He's tossing people around like they're mm. rag dolls. Mm. He is absolutely destroying people out there, and he's got that sharp edge that against Argentina in the last few tests he's played against Argentina. Yeah. He has been a frightening man on the field. Yeah. I, I want to see that from Barrett this weekend. I want to see him absolutely frightening people. Yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. The thing is, it's all right sitting here and going, he needs to, um, but then knowing fully well that someone can't. This guy can. You know, He can absolutely murder people. You're right. I, I was a little bit, and I mentioned it to you during the week, that this kind of game you know, has, has got a, has, is a sort of a fit for Romano and the way he's sort of played over there when he played there, I think, last year. He was just huge. Massive, yeah. Huge. And and the way he's been playing for the Crusaders and now for Canterbury when he's come off the bench, he just comes on and just absolutely dominates people on, on defensively and, and when he's ball carrying. And so, and, it's, and I don't know, I mean, in, in Argentina, you know, when you've got the crowd behind you and things like that, they just grow an extra leg, those, um, those Pumas. And sometimes you just need someone that's just sitting just one... With a couple just off the edge, when you know someone like Marteta comes around the corner and then just gets absolutely flattened, mm. to send a message to the rest of the team, there's no way you guys are coming down this channel. I'd love to see it. I I want to put it in perspective too, because you know, there's a love affair with the Pumas 
in this part of the world because everyone wants to see them do well. Yeah. And um, it's kind of patronising in a way, I guess, because they've <laughs> never beaten the All Blacks. You know, yes, they may have shown some signs of improvement, and, and we argued about this about a couple of weeks ago. They still got beaten by 20 points. Yeah. In Nelson. They still got beaten by 20 points. Yeah. I know playing in Buenos Aires is going to be a very different experience. And the All Blacks have made six changes. And there's some young guns out there who have who've got to go and prove themselves again this week. But, you know, the, the All Blacks are still a 20-point better team mm. than Argentina is. Does anyone think seriously that Argentina is going to be a threat to the All Blacks in this test match? Is it, I mean, are you sitting there right now, as you were, and you were very sure about this in the last round, that they, they would beat Australia? Mm. Would you say the same about their chances against this All Black side, an All Black side coming off a loss, which is a rarity, and going over there to play? I, I can honestly say I don't think they will. I, um, and you're right, and that there, that, that Nelson game, and you've got to remember, a lot of guys, you know, got you know got an opportunity to there as well, and they can just you know they they took it to them. The thing is, I just don't see the I, they may get close, perhaps clo closer than the 19. Um, which oh, I, I can't see. Actually, I, I believe myself it won't be at least the 19. Um, but you know, they they they're showing brilliance, and, and I think they're not the tries that they're scoring are sort of just they're not sort of lucky tries. You know, I mean, oh no, they well worked, and that's that's what makes them sort of a, of a threat. Um, the thing is, you know, and they just they just need to go out there and and provide something more, which I'm which I'm loving. The fact that you. Argentinians aren't aren't your typical uh, Argentinian sides of, of old, where they're just scrummaging and line out. Their, their lineouts haven't gone that well either. But you know, to com to put a complete performance in, and actually, actually believe the, the coach has mentioned that he firmly believes that, that their team doesn't think they can beat the All Blacks. No, that's right. The thing about having Mario Ledesma back there, because I think what we've seen over the last three years with the the Jaguares coming into Super Rugby and, and Argentina getting more exposure to the Southern Hemisphere teams, they haven't added. A real threatening running game. <laughs> They've yeah. actually just changed to become a very threatening running team. Yeah. But in the change to that, they've forgotten how to scrum and they've forgotten how to set piece defend. And that's a problem. Yeah. It, it would be a very different proposition if Argentina had added yeah. to their scrummaging, to their line-out work. But, uh, but I think that they're, they're focused now on being an offloading team, a keep-the-ball-alive team, a running team. They've actually forgotten, forgotten their that. traditional strengths. And that is a problem for them. I think that's going to be Mario Ledesma's main focus is to say, yeah, it's great that we're playing this attractive brand of rugby, but we've still got to be able to defend a line out and mm. we've still got to be able to win a scrum. Mm. And, and that has been something that has haunted the Jaguares. Yeah. And it's now haunting the Pumas as well. And the All Blacks will take full toll of that. Oh, 18 yeah. tries from lineouts this year, the All Blacks. They'll, and go, to set piece. Yeah. they'll, they'll go to line out against this team and they have to. Australia took advantage of that as well. Minor 10 Cup here on the Rugby Pass podcast. Uh, the short ball with Mills and Scotty and producer Alice. Um, it's just sitting there looking very floral today, producer Alice. It's a, it's a summery number in early spring. I like it. Thank you very much. It, the sun was out today, so why not? Sun was certainly out today. Alice, are you, um, are, are you genuinely focused on the Minor 10 Cup? Are you, are you keeping track with everything that's going on? No. Hmm. I'm finding it hard this year. For some reason, I think it's the first year ever. I'm finding it hard to, to keep. Maybe it's because I'm aging, but I, I'm finding it hard to keep to keep abreast of everything going on. <laughs> this competition is such a sprint. Yeah, it it's is, unbelievable. Hey. Last night we saw Manawatu and Bay Plenty play, and arguably one of the <laughs> most horrible games of footy you'll ever hope to watch. Hey, bar the last one, the last, one, last minute saved the preceding seventy nine. There's no doubt about that. 
Um, tonight, Auckland's going to take on Otago. Saturday, the Shield game. I, can I just say that the Ramfilly Shield remains the best thing in New Zealand? Oh, mate. yeah. It Hands down. Oh, it does it, man. Hands down. The greatest thing. And and I and fuck. you know the stags will be fizzing coming up this game. This is a stag side that what hasn't had a win in two seasons. Yeah, they are going to be coming up to FMG Stadium in Waikato, <laughs> and I'm going to give them a starters chance. Oh, you have to. If Waikato are off their game, then this, I mean, <laughs> they'd have to be a long way off their game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's the shield. But it's the shield. That's that's the daunting part about it. It's the it's the shield, and you. You give you have to give Southland a starting. Oh, it's a starter's chance. chance. Man, it's a starter's it, chance. It is. It? It, you think if they get up, you know, early. I'm not saying two tries. You know, that there, you can push on and actually hold on to that and, and run fairly shield. No matter whether you've lost all your games the last two years or not. Do I think they can do it? That's the that's what you really want to ask, isn't it? You don't. Why can't I just looking too good? Why can't I looking amazing? Man. This, I said last night. I mean, Jono gives it Waikato. Chris gives it Wellington. Most successful Gibbs brothers since the Bee Gees. <laughs> Unbelievable turnaround and fortunes for both of those sides. Chris Gibbs leading Wellington back to the Premiership oh. in his first year in charge. Yeah. And now not only back in the Premiership, but top four. Mm-hmm. They'll take on the Markle this weekend as well. 2v4. That's going to be a great game. And Waikato, who went 10 straight defeats. Suddenly clicked into gear under Jono Gibbs. Now hold the Ranfurly Shield, the upper hand this weekend for sure. And I would say are now firming as favourites to win the entire yep. championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's amazing. And that's perhaps why you're struggling to keep up, mate. It's too much going on. Way too much. I think you got the Fazer Paz Cup too. That, that's similar the, as well. And the Fazer Paz, exactly right. Waikato taking on Manawatu. I'm really looking forward to that game this weekend. No Salika Winiata. She's still knocked into next week. So where's that uh, been played? That's played at Waikato. Part of a double header. In Topuri or in? Oh no, double header. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Double header. It's oh, brilliant. Stadium game. So, um, but get this, and it's a morning game. The 11:30 kickoff. Oh wow! What about it? Wow! 11:30 kickoff in the Fazer Paz in the Farah Palmer Cup. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that as well. Farah Palmer Cup's been outstanding. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, man, you, you know what? You want a blueprint for a tight, close competition, and people. I know there's been some blowout scores, <laughs> but in those top teams in both divisions, yep. you can't pick a winner. No, you can't. I mean, even you know the division um, hopping with the, the games, the crossover games, crossover games. You, can, you know, Wellington beating uh, who do they beat? Oh, Wellington uh, beating Canterbury. Canterbury. It's a know? miracle. And so that's why it's um, it's just it's awesome. Yeah, yes, there have been a few blowouts, but you just can't, you know, some days, that's why you just don't know who's going to win. Can we talk about what my Tanifar did against Hawke's Bay the other night and how you blow 38-point first half and score three in the second and lose the game? Well, the yellow card didn't help. Yellow card might not have helped, but how do you lose that game? I tell you what, it, uh, 41 years of watching Tanifar rugby, that, that hurt. I, I thought, scoring game, I thought I'd been through all the hurt, but <laughs> that, that one hurt completely. I don't know. Southland taking on Waikato for the Ramfley Shield this week, and I'm going to go back to 2009 when they beat Canterbury. No one picked that. Then in 2011, they did it again. 2010, they defended the Shield against Otago and against Auckland. They, the Shield. Dwayne Sweeney. Do you know Dwayne Sweeney's keeping the Ramfley Shield in his house? Do you know where it sleeps? Where? It sleeps leaning up against the wall between his children's beds. Oh, wow. What about doubling down on the pressure on yourself there? Wow. Oh, Daddy, where's the shield? Sorry, kids, I lost it. You're not, exactly. Whoa. You want to you want to disappoint your kids. Oh, it's a great way to bring them up too, mate. The swings. Exactly. One day you might play for that. Exactly. 
How good to be one of the Sweeney kids just sitting there with the wait, moon wait, for the shield? He right just gets it because he's captain. I would have loved. Uh, to, I would have loved to have won the shield, eh? You uh, never won the shield. Never. Got wow. down to White Canterbury one year, eh? Down, you know, I was with Auckland. Oh man, that would be one of the few things you haven't won. Oh, mate, I tell you, it would have been. You know, all the stories you hear about you know, guys being allowed to take it home and don't kiss it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't no, no, you wouldn't no. kiss it. Mind you, Well, yeah, actually, well, no. Mm-mm. But yeah, I would have loved to. Oh, man. Fuck. So can I tell a story about the Ranfurly Shield? I'll go ahead. You'll love this story. So Southland locked the Shield up for summer. And playing in the semi-final, let's see, is this 2009 semi-final? Might have been a year later. So they've got the Ranfurly Shield. So they finished their last game, knocked out in the, uh, in the semi-finals against Wellington. Decided to have uh, a little courty. At the uh, hotel they were staying at in Wellington. In Wellington, uh, I was invited in to um, to share a beer with uh, with the stags, and uh, I did have one question to ask the floor during question time, and I did I may have asked Millsy, um, who here has um, had sex on the ramp for the show? Oh, <laughs> now now I thought that was a fair question at the time, but what I wasn't prepared prepared for was the silence that followed. <laughs> And then after a lovely comedic pregnant pause, one man jumped up and said, I have. And it was Lester Rutledge, the team manager and father of Jason Rutledge. And, and I still remember the face because Lester thought it was the funniest thing ever. We're, and I'm sure he was only joking because he'd be far too much of a gentleman to do that. But the look on his son Jason's face <laughs> has stayed with me forever. You want to see a man crestfallen? It's when his old boy stands up and says, I've had sex on the Ramfilly Shield. One of the all-time greats. Oh, nice. And just another great story about that lovely piece of lumber. It's been fixed a few times too. Is it? It's been fixed a few times. It's been stolen. Have you been given it to take home? I've been given it to take on a drive. I've been given it to wander around with. How do, you, how do you get these? I know. Things, and, I, and some people would look at me and say, mate, you don't deserve to even go anywhere near that shield. Um, but yeah, it's damn like straight. It's like the super Cup. Well, I'm sitting at the hotel waiting for you to come back to have a bevy, and you're in the damn change rooms drinking out of it this but, year, well, weren't you? Well, it's, that's okay. I mean, your man's got to sup from the cup once in a while. Celebrate success, Millsy. You've got to celebrate success. I'll tell you another. <laughs> yeah, it has. It's been kidnapped. It's been stolen. It's been lost. It's gone missing. Uh, Chris England, Scotty England up in Canterbury's had to get the woodworking lathe on that a few times just to just to give that a bit of a spruce up. Yeah, he's done a good job. Though, yeah, he's done, a, he's done a great job. But uh, yeah, no, the Ranfilly Shield. I, where were we? Oh, that's what I was going to say to you. Another great story and, and related to the fact that I probably should never have had my hands anywhere near this thing. I've never played for it and so I, I don't deserve to touch it. Why Crockett's father refused to touch the Ranfilly Shield. First Wouldn't. time Crocky bought it home. No, because... I didn't play for it, so I'm not going to touch it. And uh, Dave Ladder, and and I'll never forget this. Otago? South Otago yeah, High yeah. School, when Otago won the Shield, Dave Ladder challenged for the Shield as a captain or a coach 10 times. Wow. And never won it. And had never touched it until Otago brought it home, and uh, he finally got his hands on the Ranfilly Shield. Tears streaming down oh. his face. Dave Letter, no. He's Crazy Letter in tears. Man, yep, mate. and Dick Knight was the same. Dick Knight stood there on the field at uh, in Belclutha there, South Otago High, and uh, they both got their hands on the Ranfurly Shield. Oh, mate. You know, and yet, you, it's like you said, mate, you would have loved to have won it. I mean, that, that is a very special trophy. It and is. very few players mm. actually ever get a chance 
to challenge for it, yeah. let alone to win it. Yeah. And that's what makes it so special. In a diet of constant rugby, that is the rarity. Yeah. Awesome, isn't it? That is oh, awesome. Awesome. Alice, what are you up to this weekend? I'm actually going to Auckland Otago tonight. Are you? Yeah. Who are you cheering for? Otago. Why? I don't I don't know, to be honest. I feel like they're they're the underdogs. Yep. They, they are yeah. definitely underdogs. <laughs> you gotta you gotta give them a boost once in a while. Why not? It's it's not unusual for those of us who live in Auckland City, um, who weren't born in Auckland City, to go to Eden Park and support anyone <laughs> playing Auckland. Yeah. This is true. I also like I support the Highlanders in Super Rugby season, so it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a nice transition to just support Otago. I like it. Are terraces or in the in the main stand? I have absolutely no idea. Wait, what? There's terraces. Have you taken out a mortgage to afford the chips and hot dog combo? Uh, this is these are free free tickets. Oh, oh so you yeah. can afford the chips. I got hooked up. You can, you can <laughs> afford you can afford the chips. Do they have vegetarian options at Eden Park? Ch- uh, chips, really? Are That's chips kind vegetarian? of normally most of the time. Although, I will say, what's that? Fed Deli. Uh-huh. They fry their chips in beef fat. Beef dripping. Which is. Really unfortunate for me because that's normally my go-to if there's nothing good on the, on the menu. Have you ingested Just, said chip before? Yeah, yeah. And what there was it? Have you lived with the guilt ever since? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm mad about it. Mm. I'm <laughs> oh, the cows. Mm. It's actually quite good. Thanks very much. Practice that. I'm a rural man. That's been the rugby pass short ball today. Mm. <laughs> you really su- you really supporting Auckland tonight? Are you supporting? Oh yeah, raw or moo? Stag or the moo moos? I mean, moo moos. All righty, we're out of here. Enjoy the weekend's footy, everyone. All Blacks, Argentina, Springboks, Wallabies, Maritime Cup, all the action all day long on RugbyPass.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.